0: Blessings and blessings and blessings here on Voice of Change today with myself Lauren Jacobs and we're already into the second week of December. It's incredible how fast December seems to be going but before our December gets away with us, there's something so important I want to talk about with you and my guest on the show today. December sometimes is quite a difficult time period for people. It's always been for many, many of us. It has been a time where we've reflected on, you know, the fact that our loved ones aren't with us anymore. And sometimes we've lost those who we really miss, especially over December time. When it's a time where we talk about family, it's a time where we get together around family conversations, around, you know, tables, around, you know, the pool, campsites or at that holiday house. It's a time where we get together. It's a time where we connect and sometimes when, you know, we have lost our loved ones, we feel their loss and their presence, you know, the loss of their presence so much more during December. But, you know, I feel as though this has been compounded by the losses that we have had and the grief that we have really, really experienced, even collectively over the last two years with COVID. And we know that, you know, so many of us have lost loved ones. There is so much that we hold inside, and so today I really, really want to talk about grief and loss on the show. But not only to discuss grief and loss, but also to talk about how do we take care of ourselves during December, and what do we have to do, you know, if it feels heavy for us. So my guests, I'm bringing some amazing, amazing truths to you today with an incredible guest, Deborah Sota. Now Deborah is a grief and loss counselor, and she covers all types of. In life, not only bereavement, which is physical, you know, also loss that relates to loss of, you know, our dreams, loss of, of jobs, loss of things that we thought of, you know, there are so many losses that we have experienced over the last two years some of you may be waiting for a loved one to arrive and now that person can't be with you because of travel bans and we've you know lost our ability to be together we can't see elderly loved ones because of their health and and wanting to be in a space of understanding for that but it's tough and it's hard and so deborah is with me and she's really going to be talking about you know grief bereavement loss the rituals around it how to you know be a little bit more equipped in December time and so I really want us to just hold some space today you know I I hold some space for you today here on the show and I hold space for both of us for our hearts for all of us who are listening today because I know that grief and loss is something that we have all experienced and maybe even in right now I know in my own personal life right now it's something that is being very very close to home and is touched so close and so grief and loss is something that we are all kind of bearing the weight of and sometimes it's a bit tough it's tough to go it alone. It's tough to not be able to have someone to talk to. So Deborah, I was going to say Deborah <laughs> from the Bible, Deborah is with us today and she's got so much wisdom to share. And not only is she going to be sharing with us, you know, during this next hour about this important topic, but also she'll be sharing with us what to do if we need to, you know, get a little bit further. Maybe we need to go see a counselor. It's okay. That's actually a sign of courage and strength. And so she's with me after this. So don't go anyway. Debra, it's so nice to have you with me today. It's going to be such a great show. I'm so looking forward to what we're going to be talking about. You know, we're going to be talking about grief and we're going to be talking about something that I think is very, very important for this time of year. Not only this time of year, but everything that we've experienced collectively as people, not only globally, but also in South Africa, not only in South Africa, but in our communities and probably for most of us in our family as well you know a lot of people having lost loved ones but also other things like you know our goals we had our dreams we had we wanted to see maybe our families and now travel bands you know there's just so much to talk about when it comes to grief and loss but before we get into that I'm getting
1: so excited welcome to the show Thanks so much, Lauren. I'm so happy to be here and talking about this very important topic. And I'm so pleased you're giving it airtime because I think it's so, so relevant.
0: Mm, thank you. You know, it's, I think, not one of, I, I don't know, maybe this could be a general statement, but I almost feel as though there's not a single person that I know or that I've met this year, whether it be someone that's close to me, whether it be someone that I've just met who hasn't been touched by grief in some way you know and so when we talk about grief and loss we it's I think very abstract you know grief kind of means something to me kind of means something to you something to the listener so how would you unpack grief for us you know almost not by definition but what exactly do we understand when we talk about you know grief and loss
1: yeah I think I think we've all sort of had a lot of this that we you know it's kind of The experience we've had in the last while, almost two years now, with COVID, has opened up conversations we've never had before. So, you know, grief is the response to loss of any kind. It does not have to be a death-related loss. It can be so many other non-bereavement losses. And I think traditionally people, old school, had the idea was that, you know, somebody dies. You kind of do, you go through the motions. You do all of the arrangements. And you have a few bad months. And then you're okay. And then you move past it. And I think it's now becoming more evident that it could never be that simple. You know, when you've lost somebody that's so important to you in your life, they will always be a part of you. And it's, it's these kind of conversations we need to have so that people can support other people in the way that they need and not in the way that they think they need, which of course makes all the difference. So, you know, traditionally we, we have the, the five stages of grief that everybody I think is aware of, um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and when she was actually writing that, she, she was working with people that were dying. So it was more relevant to people that were facing their own death than it is after you've lost somebody. So and I think it's a linear process of some type. It will go through these different stages and come out on the other side having ticked the tick the boxes and you know you're gonna be okay. But it isn't it couldn't be further from the truth. Hmm. So um, and even you know, even those stages of grief, you know, which I, I think everybody is familiar with, it's you know, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. I mean, you can have all five of those in one day, you know. Yeah um and it's it's the the process of trying to get your brain and your heart to line up when you've lost somebody so you know there's a cognitive process and there's a heart process and I think talking about grief in and the process of it is when I talk about grief I always say that early grief is the first two years so the first year is you know all the firsts that you have to go through and it's a a surreal uh, sort of shocking space you still can't believe that this is your reality and the second year. Come to real and it's much harder so by you by the time you've got to the second year everyone's already thinking well you've moved right past this and everything is hunky-dory yeah. when it, it, it really isn't so it would just be so nice if people could understand these things so that we can help people and support them in community as well especially in the way that they need and that it doesn't become um, stigmatizing to still be grieving you know two years mm. five years later but you've lost I've worked with a lot of people that have lost children and that's a forever thing. Yeah. So, you know, it, it would just make their lives a lot easier if we could just support them and remember with them. Mm.
0: I think people just generally, it also seems as though they feel uncomfortable around someone when you, you know, I've kind of seen that people feel uncomfortable when you talk about mental health, you know, when you have, mm. say I struggle with mental health. People feel uncomfortable around you. And then other times people feel uncomfortable around people who are grieving because it's kind of like people want to have an answer, but there is no answer. And so when you're around someone that is grieving, it's almost as though you don't know what to do. And it makes you feel awkward because you just really don't know what to do. And then you can end up being someone that begins to ignore someone that's struggling with grief and then that makes the process even worse it makes everything harder and do you find that it's just because we just do not understand grief and we just struggle to hold space for other people
1: especially yes exactly and I think it is a lot to do with our own discomfort you're spot on there um and I think also maybe is a fear of our own mortality. You know, I think you find when you've lost somebody, you will really see who your friendship circle is. You will Mm -hmm. lose people that you thought you wouldn't and people that you didn't think would be there for you that perhaps have a little bit more insight into the process will suddenly come to the fore. So it's a a great um, clearer of your circle, (laughs) you know, and it's, it's, we, we don't know how to sit with pain, you know, so you don't have to, there is, as you say, there's no, there's no quick fix, there's no fix all you can do is literally sit with someone's pain and go, you know what, I'm really sorry. Or, or just give them a hug. You know, this is when we start saying silly things that really upset people. Like at least you can have another baby or, uh, you know, they had a good evening or, you know, um, at least you can have another child. Um, All kinds of, you know, God only takes a, you know, the best first, and you know, those kinds of things, everything happens for a reason, I mean, come on, mm-hmm. so yeah, that's, and that I think it's well, it's well-meaning, you know, people have good intentions, but it comes across so wrong, so if we can just understand what kind of support people need, that would make life so much easier for all of us, you know, when our turn comes as well, um, so yeah, definitely we have and it is our own discomfort you know we have to look inward and go why are we so uncomfortable holding this space for somebody you know we're not used to showing emotion we don't cry you know it's awkward if people cry
0: um so
1: yeah it's sad isn't it
0: it is sad it's so it's so sad and I think that that you know I know that what you and I connect on and we've spoken you know even off air before the show and stuff is having to sit with people's pain and obviously both of us coming from a therapy place and have been in those places Mm -hmm. with other people. It's, you get used to, you know, you you get used to being around that and you get used to be holding space for people and being with them in their pain. But you can often Mm -hmm. forget that generally people aren't comfortable with that. And generally people a struggle when you when you cry and i've seen that a lot you know when you cry people just generally, even family members mm. you know even even someone you're married to especially and i'm generalizing again but especially i see that men don't know how to handle when women mm. cry you know when you when your wife is just devastated mm. and crying there's a sense of what do i do here how do i fix this and with grief we're talking about grief like you said there's just there's no there's, it's not a quick fix it's not there's no duct tape for this, you know, you're not going to get a, a magical band aid that you're going to be able to apply and it's going to make everything better. And what I want to ask you is, you know, for someone who's listening right now, that is maybe in a space where they are in a place of grief for whatever reason, you know, it, whether it be a, the loss of a loved one or someone they lost maybe even years before, you know, it doesn't have to be during COVID. Although we know a lot of people have lost loved ones for, with COVID over the last two years. Still, Mm. I lost my grandmother before COVID and I still, you know, am thinking of her so much. And, you know, for someone who's listening right now and thinking December is going to be really hard. I've started to see posts on my social media from people who have lost loved ones who are dreading December. Deborah, they saying, I just want to wake up in 2022. I don't want to go through Christmas without my father, my grandmother, my loved one. What would you you know how would you how would you almost um help them, I want to say, or give those give some sort of counsel and almost advice today for someone who's listening who's saying, I don't know what to Mm -hmm. do. My grief is very big and I'm I'm really scared about December.
1: Mm -hmm. I think I think what's first first and foremost important is that you're honest about how you feel. So I think there's a lot of pressure for people to sort of behave in the normal way because there's usually some kind of Traditional family gathering or traditional, you know, um, things that people do, and and they don't necessarily want to change it. And I think there's nothing worse than having that pressure on you to try and, you know, have a happy face on that day. So I think be honest and actually explain. You know, open up the conversation. With your family members and both that this Christmas is going to be particularly hard for me. Please bear that in mind. Or, you know, can we come up with a tradition, um, a ritual in remembrance of whoever the person is that we can do that so we can all remember them? You know, and that could be anything from you know, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for now, laying a place at the table or lighting a candle, having um some silence in remembrance of the person you know say their names and also share memories I mean there's so many things one can do I mean people could bring sort of their favorite framed photos and you can have a special table with pictures of the person on and you can actually just share and you can cry and laugh together because that's where we get our comfort you know a really good funeral service has lots of laughs and tears Because that is how life is, you know. Um, So there are many things to do to honour still that person. And I think that's really important. I mean, if you really, really feel like you can't actually be around people, I think you should just say, maybe I'll pop in for a few minutes, but please be okay when I leave early, you know, Mm -hmm. and allow that person because you don't know how they're really feeling. So, and I think if they're honest enough to be upfront about it, we need to allow them that space, you know, or perhaps you can have, a quiet um, area that you prepare somewhere where they can actually go and sit away from everybody and still be there and not necessarily have to be part of you know the activity. Yeah.
0: Mm. I love these, you know, because it's it's exactly true. Sometimes people oh I, we put so much pressure on on other people and we say, you know, we kind of expect them to come and have a happy face and come let's have a happy mm. day tomorrow. You know, I've heard people say that, you know. I'm not really mm. sure what that means, but they would say when someone else is grieving, "Come, we're gonna go out tomorrow, or we're gonna do this. We're gonna have a happy day tomorrow. You know, it's gonna be happy." And I do know that this is so well-meaning, and it's kind of like I want to lift you up, but you know, I want to want to help you out of this. And sometimes, though, that grief is is very, very real, and it's 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 mm. soul deep, you know, it's spirit deep, and sometimes it's hard for someone else to have to put on a happy face and and the other thing is you know if somebody is is sitting and saying actually I don't feel like I am coping well I don't feel like I'm really I feel like I'm struggling beneath the weight of my grief what Mm -hmm. should that individual do is it about going to see a counselor is that where counselors come in is it about joining a support group what advice would you give for that
1: Mm. It depends how long I think it is from when the loss occurred. But I think there is, as I said, there's great healing in speaking to people that understand, you know, on a, like a soul level. So I think support groups are great. Sometimes you really can't face having to explain your story or be around other people. Grief counseling is obviously always a good thing. but You've got to be in the right space. It depends how far you are in your grief. I think doing things that give you comfort and that could be your own rituals that you do on your own, you know, um, I always say that do what makes you comfortable. So if, for example, you want to take your loved one's clothes and make a quilt and put it on your bed, you go to sleep in their, you know, shirts or their pajamas they used to wear, mm-hmm. or you wear the perfume or you do a collage of photos, you know, whatever it is that brings you comfort, do that. Plant a tree, paint them rocks, put it underneath there. It doesn't matter how long it takes you to work through your things. You know, the things that you do that bring you comfort personally, are for you um and I, and I think if you can't find your zone with people then there's also a lot of good books And i mean i love books i've got a book for everything so there's so many beautiful grief books that you can also read in your own time and in your own space in your own privacy where you can cry you can journal you can maybe do some art you can you can just do whatever you need to do get out into nature go for a walk that's a really nice space to actually allow yourself to cry you know, just go out in nature and walk and allow your grief to actually come, um, and I think those are things you need to do irrespective. Hmm.
0: Sure, I love that. I last weekend was with my family and we were walking on the beach and um, quite further up the beach we actually came um, upon a beautiful a memorial uh, of of painted rocks and uh, just so many of them and just. You could see they were made by a lot of children and then some adults, and they just had the name of an individual that had passed away and uh, Mm -hmm. passed away quite a while ago. And you could see this individual had quite a huge impact because there was just so many of these beautiful rocks. And it was actually quite touching for me. I don't know this individual, I don't know anybody Mm -hmm. who put the rocks down, probably. But it was, it was such, I just felt like it was such a beautiful way to remember someone and you could see it was collectively a community that had come together and had done this you know and I think that you shared that you said you know there's different ways to, different rituals to be able to to remember this person and to honor their life as well and and those memories and to share them and I think that in times gone by we haven't always known how to grieve. we haven't always known how to you know still have this sense of this person with us and a friend of mine actually mm. just made a quilt so I love that you mentioned it made a quilt mm. for somebody who lost their spouse and and they've yeah. taken this individual's clothes and made this beautiful quilt as uh, so that she can have it on her bed and it was the first time I've actually seen that and
1: yeah I think it's lovely
0: it is so it is love it is it is incredible. When my grandmother passed away, there was a tin of hers that I remember that I played with as a child. That had curlers in it, and uh, I just mm. said to my aunt when my granny passed away, "I want the tin. I just want her tin. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that was my most, there are so many memories of my granny, but I wanted her tin. And I think that yeah. those things have meaning for us. You know, they have think such times. a meaning. And I know for mm. you, you've been doing that as well. A, f- a friend of yours had passed away, your best friend had passed away a few years ago. And, you know, you you said, you told me, not during the show, but, you know, picking out a new picture of her to put up. And that's
1: special. Yes. Yeah. And I think that's, you know, people forget, that, okay, we don't have any new pictures, but you do have pictures that you haven't seen for a long time. So go look, you know, go look back in all your pics and get a choose a different one and put a different picture up. You don't have to have that same picture there, You know forever in a day you can put a different picture you can you can ask other people that may have pictures that you haven't seen that are also friends with that person you know do you have something different for me there's so many different ways of just thinking and doing you know I was thinking now as well overseas is, is this is a bigger thing but we don't really do it here we you can you get um you can get a what's called a grave blanket but it's made of flowers and it's like the whole so what we often do is um, my friend who passed away um her daughter is my goddaughter. we go to her grave every just before christmas because she used to absolutely love christmas and we decorate the grave we, we we bring flowers with and we take um we also look at what's around the natural vegetation we pick up sort of all kinds of goodies and we make Thing. but you can actually but you can if you you know if you have the, the bag, you can actually go and have a brave blanket made of flowers and you can place it on the grave and it's so beautiful they do it overseas a lot mm-hmm. so you know that you can do on special occasions and it is so beautiful or you can just do your own thing like we do so mm-hmm. you know but it's as, those are new traditions that you start and you know rituals of remembrance that are important Um, And they bring comfort and they keep the person close to you because you will always, always remember that person. They will always be part of who you are.
0: Hmm. I love that. And, you know, I remember I had a a cat that was very close to me and some people laugh Hmm. um, and they say, you know, you can't, it's not the same losing an animal, you know, to losing Hmm. a person. But there's pet bereavement counseling and we do not have it often in South Africa, but it's a big overseas. And, yeah. and so grief looks like that as well, you know. If you yes, lose it does. an animal that is maybe been with for sixteen years, has been with you through mm. thick and thin. And when my yeah. cat passed away, I um, organised to have a plaque put up, you know, for for my oh, cat. It's beautiful. Yeah, at a, at a animal rescue days, and and that's what we okay. should do, right? That's how we remember we our loved ones. Yes,
1: absolutely. Because loved- I mean, that's your. Your companion, you know, of exactly. all those years of unconditional love, and I mean, I think sometimes it's harder sometimes when you lose, you know, your your uh, fur babies because it, you know, they always love you and they don't give you a hard time. Well, you know, not really. Yeah. No, I think and, they're loyal. So, <laughs> Trust yeah, me. they are. And I think, but that is something we. I mean, I I do have that on my website as well, and I and I haven't ever had the opportunity to do it. But I would also be quite happy to create a ritual around. Um, mm-hmm. A third maybe that's been. You know what I mean? Where you don't have to necessarily just do the the, the first thing that comes along. You can also do a ritual, and you can also mm-hmm. put flowers around and make it beautiful, and have people gather and just absorb them. You know, yes. we are in a rush to get stuff out the way. I, I don't know. That's sort of our our, our death. Uh, we have a fear of death. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's a thing that goes, "Everybody knows they're going to die, they just don't believe it." Mm-hmm. um And I think that's. know we're like that we go well you know so maybe i'll be the one that doesn't actually die but no so yeah i think and i think when you're aware of your own mortality you live so much more fully Mm.
0: wow that is really profound you know i feel like there's so much that 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 i want to talk with you about today you know we're going to go though for a huge not a huge (laughs) a quick music break i don't want us to go away for a long time you know if you're joining us and you hear with us and you're saying i want to hear more i want to know more don't go anywhere we're going to go for a really quick music break really quick song break but deborah's still going to be with me we're still going to be touching on this so you know what if you know someone who needs to be listening to the show right now send them a quick message during the song, tell them, jump on, you know, we're talking about grief. You really need to hear this conversation. So enjoy the song and we will be with you when we get back. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs here on Voice of Change today. And I'm joined by Deborah, and we're talking about grief. We're talking about loss, but we're also talking about how to navigate life right now, you know, in December with, you know, the way that we can be feeling, as we've said, collectively, there's a lot of grief we've experienced with COVID. But also, there's just a lot of realities that we face, you know, before we went to the music break, talking about our fur babies, and I have stood in the vet so many times, and have seen people devastated, I've been there myself, having to, you know, part with your fur baby. And that's a very big, reality you know bereavement for our animals is big bereavement for people but now deborah also we have things that we've kind of lost during this year and the, even beyond this year but just talking about this year it's the things that maybe we anticipated such as dreams goals we had a friend of mine mm. was going to come and see her granddaughter for the very first time and now you know with the south africa being in the travel ban you know, her flight was canceled and she sent me a message. She said, I'm devastated. I don't know how to deal with this. This is part of loss. And these things, people, we just go, oh, I'm sorry, or I'll just overlook it. But, you know, how have you experienced this where there are so many things in life that we don't attribute to grief or loss, such as, you know, a spouse that's unfaithful, that's grief too. Or part of, Mm -hmm. you know, living where we Maybe you lose your job or all of these things. People have experienced so much of this during the past two years, but even beyond. So tell us tell us a bit about, a bit about this, you know, about this loss that people have experienced. And how do we deal with things that are not so kind of like we have a graveside to go to, we're not going to a funeral. It's more quite a personal mm. intensity.
1: Mm. Well, I mean, there's a lot of different kinds of losses. And I think these kinds of losses so, sort of fall under disenfranchised losses. And and when I say that, I, I mean, it's because they're not really acknowledged. So it's much harder when you are facing a loss and people are not really understanding of the fact that you're going through a grief process, even though you, it's not, a, you know, from a bereavement. So, I mean, it, it, it's sort of, there's so many different kinds. And that's, you know, your divorce, for example, is a very traumatic loss. Loss of dreams, loss of family vision, loss of security you know loss of a partner loss of status loss of being a couple all of a sudden you, you know you might be the only single person in a, in a friendship circle of couples and you lose friends like that as well you know losing um moving homes loss of community um there's so many you know you you may have a an argument with a family member and you don't have communication with them and now with COVID, there's been this collective loss as well you know loss of freedom loss of security you know, being actually told what to do by an external source, which is also very weird for us. You know, you can't go out after a certain time and there's curfew. You. you know, um, we've had so much change in this last while. Also for our kids, there's been a lot of um, stress for them, a lot of anxiety that's come forth for the, uh, for the youngsters. They're still going to school every day with masks, still getting the temperature taken. You know, at one point, my daughter was only going to school every second day. And, and sort of then her class, which was quite big, went to a small class, and then it went back to a big class. And I mean, she struggled with that. Um, mm. You know, just, just with the inconsistency and having to be stuck at home and continually worrying about, you know, do you have a mask on it? Are you going to be okay? There's this overriding fear of losing your life, even though, mm. you know, that is the actual message. Yeah. So, And then there's also, you know, there's been so much conspiracy theories. It's like, is this, you know, where does this come from? Are we safe, actually? So mm. I think it's there's been so much stuff um, and obviously loss ties into our mental health. So it's it's very much a case of if you have experienced a loss, it doesn't matter what it is. If you see it as a loss to you, you need to do whatever makes you get through that or helps you get through that. And that, you know, in, often in these kinds of losses, it is helpful to speak to somebody because you don't always get community support. You don't get family support. Not everybody has family or community. Yeah. So it can be a very, very lonely process. And if you isolate it, everything is compounded. So I think, yeah, you're right. There's been so much stuff, you know. I mean, the the travel has been such an issue for people being separated. And it's, you know, it's not something we could ever have imagined or Mm. visualized happening. So we're trying to sort of still adjust to this. And it's ongoing. We thought maybe in the beginning, you know, level five, lockdown, you know, it would be a brief period. But here we are, you know, it was two years later, still in the same place. And we're wondering how long is this going to carry on for?
0: Mm this is so true what you're talking about a friend of mine's mother her his mother passed away you know during during the most intense time of of lockdown and it wasn't because of covid it was for another reason and it was just loss upon loss losing his mom who he held up in such high esteem but then he couldn't travel from where he was to her to be with her and in their you know community specific community they have a week-long rituals that they perform you know and just he yeah. couldn't be part of that so he couldn't be part of of her couldn't travel to see her. couldn't be part of his community his family couldn't be it was just loss upon loss mm. it's very it's, mm. it feels like so difficult to deal with these things and to to process these things and i would love to know from you you know what kind of tips would you give us to really take care of ourselves during december you know, for those of us who are still trying to navigate, I mean, all of us, we're trying to navigate a new world, so to say, that we find ourselves mm-hmm. in. It- and it can be quite hard. We've endured these kind of losses. We've- we're trying to figure out what does the future hold? Just last week, someone mm-hmm. was on my show and she said that her daughter came to her, daughter's a tween, came to her and said, mm-hmm. uh, mom, I'm not going to set any dreams for myself because I just feel like my dreams are not going to happen because so much yeah. has changed that's what we're navigating through you know and she ha- could have a good conversation they could have a good conversation together about this what kind of tips would you give us to take care of our, our hearts over this time and and even in this
1: December period mm. Shenmue, I just think about what that um, young twin said it almost sounds like she's losing hope mm. and and that's the worst you know we can never lose hope hope is we have to hang on to that and, you know, whatever, however that sort of, you, you can get that going, you going to hang on to that. And I think December, um, yeah, now that we have lockdown again, and people, I still don't know what's happening with the travel plans, it's on, off. I know there were so many people that were looking forward to having people over. It's, you know, supporting one another. Self-care, you know, it's such a buzzword, but it is so important. So it is, it, it's just sort of like doing whatever works for you. If you need to take yourself off and be alone, and go and do that. Try and obviously eat healthily. Try and, you know, get some sleep. That's vital to kind of coping with everything. Oh. Um, see, perhaps look on Facebook and see if there's a, um, a private group that you can join that you can actually express how you feel. There's so many groups on Facebook that are actually really helpful,
0: hmm. you know,
1: depending on what your circumstances are. And I think your friend that, you know, couldn't be with his mother, I feel so much for him because it's such a complex grief response that you end up with. You know, you can't, Normally we take such comfort in being with people at that time because we can grieve yeah. together and be isolated in that is just so painful. Um, you know, and it stays with you. That's gonna stay with him for such a long time. Hmm. And I hope that he is able to process it in some way. Hmm. If you know you feel like you're overwhelmed, writing is such a lovely way if, if you like journaling, you know, just to kind of get unscramble your head, it's always helpful to put things on paper. Um and it's important for you hang around with. You know you've got to be with people that are good for your mental health yeah so and I mean nature nature is always a good one, so it's it's everyone has a very personal kind of idea of of what works for them um I think in terms of of our this kind of time being a traditionally a family holiday to perhaps create new rituals as well as a family where there's something that brings comfort to do together, hmm. you know um and make make it up be creative um. Yeah, you just have to. We just have to try and be. We have to kind of think on our feet now. You know, yeah. we 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 are resilient people, especially in this country, and we have to come come up with things that work for us to keep us going. And it's difficult when there are practical considerations like job loss and you know finance issues. It really really starts getting difficult. And I mean, there are uh, bases that you can contact as well if if you're struggling with mental health issues. Um, you know, like call center numbers and things like that in terms of actual support. If you, you know, if you're referring to stuff like that, hmm. I mean, that's also always good, good to know about. Um, I don't know if you know about SADA, so African Depression Anxiety Group, they have a number of call center numbers that go, that operate 24-7. If you're needing to speak to somebody in the middle of the night, for example, you know, if you're feeling suicidal, that kind of a thing, there is support and people just need to reach out. Hmm. I know that's a little bit. Easier said than done. You yeah. do need to at least yeah. know about this. Yeah. And, and for people that are grieving, you know, how to support people in grief. It's, it's just allow them to be where they are and to feel what they feel. Um, and, you know, don't sort of have an expectation because that doesn't help anybody. You know, don't minimize how they feel kind of accept where they're coming from and then search, search for silver linings. You know, there's not always a silver lining to everything. Sometimes it's just really a tough time yeah. and we have to just acknowledge that.
0: Mm, definitely. Deborah, I want to say thank you so much for sharing with us today. It's been such a, a powerful conversation, such a good conversation. And I think next year we'll definitely be having a follow-up conversation. I think that grief is something that we need to talk about, but it's also something that we need to get almost educated about so we don't have that grief illiteracy that you referred to earlier on you know and if anybody wants to get in touch with you i know that you are grief counselor and and are are wonderful at just supporting people and being there how can people get in touch
1: with you They can have a look at my website um it's my name so it's www.debrasata.co.za and there is an info form on there i'm also on facebook um, yeah, and you my cell phone numbers on there, you're welcome to WhatsApp me as well if that's more comfortable for you. But you go have a look at my website. Hopefully it's it's quite a comprehensive site. I hope you'll find something helpful on there for you as well. I also have a list of many books there. So yeah, some people are not always ready to speak to somebody and they'd like to do something a little bit more um, you know, on their own terms. Um, yeah, and hopefully there will be there'll be some tips there as well to help you
0: hmm there are there definitely will be and I know you sent me a picture of all the grief books that that are your <laughs> favorites. and there was probably yes. about what 20 or 30 books like this is a wealth of beautiful, beautiful information and knowledge that we actually need. And you know what? That is that is just absolutely so beautiful. And I want to say, Deborah, again, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for the amazing work that you're doing as well. And I really, really pray all the best for you, you know, over this December time into 2022. I pray that it will be such a great year. For you, and that you know you will experience such goodness and, and grace and miracles, even working in your own life. And thank you so much for everything that you give out to others.
1: And I just really pray that you'll be super blessed. Thank you, Lauren. It's so special. And to you too. And I hope that we can follow this up next year. That will be wonderful. Definitely. Thank you so much. And take care.
0: You too. Yes. I pray that this show has been a bit of a blessing to you today, a bit of a light in the tunnel for you. And this is a very, very deep topic, and it's a very 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 raw reality that we have touched on so briefly today but i really do pray as i say, that it has been a source of blessing and comfort to you and also to know that you don't have to just get over it or you don't have to pretend like everything's okay remember what deborah said she shared some things with us that we can really do during this time and she said be honest be honest with where you are at and come up with a with a ritual maybe you know when you're having that dinner or you're having that braai or you're having that family gathering share those memories that's, that's something that I love to do about my granny is to share those memories with my mom and with my aunt and with my mom's cousins and we remember our matriarchs so powerfully and we share their memories and we laugh at them and we, we we talk about the ones that were not so good you know and you know to share those memories or maybe just you know come up with something have a have 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 their picture on your table. It's okay to do that as well. And you know what? I also just believe that God is with us. One of the scriptures that has really, really comforted me and probably has comforted you, you know, so much is when Jesus goes to Lazarus tomb and Lazarus is dead. And and Jesus knows Lazarus will be resurrected for God's glory. But he weeps and he stands at the tomb and he weeps. You know, I'm a Messiah, I'm Savior our god is not far from us in our pain he understands grief in fact the the bible tells us and it's not just in scripture it's a reality It, it was it happened that he was a man acquainted with grief and pain he knows and he experiences it and feels it from within you he lives inside of you so therefore he understands we can be open we can be honest and yet you know what jesus wept and that for me is comfort over and over again that He is with me in my deepest grief and and in all those moments of that deepest pain and loss that has been endured over the last couple of months, He is with me, but He's not only with me, He's with you too, in all of those moments. So you know what, that is, I think, the biggest ritual that we can do as well, is to cry with our God and to be with Him and to say, you know what, my grief is open, my loss is before you, come in and be in the space with me. Be in the space with me. You don't have to pretend for God. Oftentimes we, we have that thing of going, we're going to praise our cares away. But there's a reason why the book of Lamentations is in the Bible. It shows God's people, is the Israelites, weeping and weeping for everything that was being lost, for their exile that they were going into. We don't have to pretend. God wants us to be real. The Psalms are full of very real moments in David's life of when he experienced grief and pain and loss. He wasn't afraid to share it. So be encouraged today. You know what? You are where you need to be. And if you need to contact someone, contact Deborah, or contact SADAG. Go and Google SADAG, S-A-D-A-G. They do amazing work as well. But my prayer, my blessing for you over this December time is that you'll feel the nearness of God in every single place in your heart and in your life. May He be there with you in so many ways. Bless you and see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.